Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome back, Kick Nation, to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, and I pray that you are making the Kingdom Influencing Podcast your regular drive time podcast a podcast that you listen to when you drive from home to work work to home or when you are driving to your local community to do various and respective tasks listen today is going to be a blessed day as it always is and i hope the sun is shining bright wherever you are if it's not if it's raining praise god for the rain the rain purifies the earth God is doing a new thing every time he purifies the earth to make it better for us to live in. I pray that you've also had a blessed, blessed Father's Day weekend that you shared with some significant man who has played the role of father. And there are, I know today in this society, some women who are single parents or grandparents who've had to play the role of father. But whoever that individual is, who is instilling those kinds of attributes in you to help you be a better person, I pray that you bless them, that you acknowledge them, that you love them, and that you encourage them along their journey. Today, I want to talk about the New Testament church, and I've been doing a recent study in the book of Colossians and just taking my time praying, meditating on the word of God, And just trying to see what God is saying to us today. I realize the Bible is still a modern day text for a modern day people. It is a text that speaks even to this postmodern age in which we live in. And I use it as a guide to order my steps. And to make sure that I understand the mandates of God. For one cannot live as a Christian and not follow the Christ. So let's take a look at Colossians. And Colossians is a very interesting book written to the church at Colossae. It was a book written by 
the apostle Paul. He said he was written along with his spiritual son, Timothy, whom he calls his brother in this passage. But to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read a little further and then I want to talk to you today about the New Testament church. Verse 3, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit as it also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. I need to stop there because it is important that we all realize that the gospel within us should bear fruit among us. Let me say that again. The gospel within us should bear fruit amongst us. Verse 7 and 8. As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the spirit. And this is uh, a unique letter because Paul writes to the church at Colossae, who's trying to give them uh, direction and guidance as a ministry. But Paul also has Epaphras as boots on the ground, if you will who is dealing with them, and he's faithful to ministering to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Epaphras reports back to Paul and tells them about the love in the spirit that this church has in that particular community. So there's some attributes here that we need to explore because in many instances, the church has strayed away from its original intent. And so oftentimes I like to look at the first century church or those churches that were created in the initial onslaught or onset of the, the church itself, not long after the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ and look at their template, if you will, for doing the will of God for at that particular time. Remember, they were still in pursuit of making sure that the life of Jesus was not a life lived in vain and that people would literally follow the mandates of Christ as to the reason he gave his life to us in the first place as a sacrifice, as a ransom, as a way of showing us that we didn't love Christ first, but Christ loved us first. So God gave his only begotten son. All right. So then watch this this information, this impartation this this afternoon or this morning or at night, I'm not sure when you're listening to the podcast, but as you listen, listen carefully to the distinctions between the modern day church or the church that has lost its way and the church that walks according to the way. The New Testament church. The New Testament church was not just a gathering place 
for social interaction, dating, status, or elitism. Nor was it a fashion show or competition for the best dressed individual. Nor was it a place of rituals and formal sayings and eloquent speech. It was the seat of salvation which led to personal change and personal change led to social change. It was the house. It was the house that God led with power, authority, and dominion. The church was constantly under persecution, attack, scrutiny from the religious status quo to the world system, and of course the enemies of our souls and enemy of God. But at the end of the day, it was known by its love for the saints. However, the source of his influence was love. The source of his influence was love. The source of its power was love. Watch this. The scripture declares that God is love. So the source of the strength of the church was God. Therefore, the strength of the New Testament church was love. The strength of the modern church should be love. The strength of this postmodern church that we live in now should be love as well. The New Testament church was also known for its faithfulness in things concerning the will of God. God expects us to be faithful. Faithful in everything that we do concerning the power of God, concerning the mandates of the church, concerning our love for people, concerning our giving in the church, concerning our worship in the church. We are expected to be faithful over everything that pertains to life and godliness. The New Testament church was known for its faith, but its faith was not in people institutions, money, programs, denominations, or personalities, but for its faith in God. They had faith in the finished work of Christ. Their hope was not built on earthly things, but their hope was laid up for them in heaven. And we all understand this one thing, that hope never fails. Paul is talking in verse 2 and the second portion Paul says one thing with two very important declarations. He says one thing with two very important de declarations and of course I'm reading again from Colossians chapter 1 verse 2 the second portion. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace are necessary ingredients for the spiritual growth, for the church's spiritual growth and development. We need to grow people spiritually before we grow a church numerically. The church is expected to expand the kingdom of God in the earth. 
but the church must have its roots in changing the human condition. Getting to the heart of humanity with a life-changing gospel that causes men to repent, turn, and acknowledge their need for God to have direct influence in their life. That is what makes the church a center for community renewal and change. Therefore, we need grace, the ability of God that shed in abundance through the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do anything without the grace of Almighty God. We need that grace. It is through grace that we are guided to places of spiritual provision to meet the needs of the people in our congregations, first natural or temporal, then spiritual. In other words, meeting their daily needs, the things that are important for them to survive and draw into a close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to know that God is our shepherd and we shall not want and the church through the word of God and the church through the acts of love and acts of missionary implementation make sure that the people in its community, and when I say the community, I'm talking about the internal church first, the external church next, but these needs of the people are being met in such a way that they see the daily interaction between themselves and God. We also need peace to bring order to the internal war going on between the flesh and the spirit. The Bible talks about the war going on between the flesh and the spirit, warring one against the other. The flesh wanting to do what it wants to do and the spirit wanting to obey God. They're at enmity with each other. They fight with each other daily. But when the peace of God, that passes all understanding, rest on us, then it allows us to allow that flesh to decrease so that the Spirit of God can increase. Our souls need rest. Our minds need rest. And when I say rest, I'm talking about the peace of God. The body needs to come to grips with the submission necessary to embrace the love and provision of God. The New Testament church, this church that we are attending now and a part of, we cannot have one foot in the world and one foot in the church, but we must slowly pull our feet out of the agitation of the world into the peace of the Spirit that we might embrace the love of God and embrace the plans of God that he has for our lives. The church needs rest, and rest can only come in the form of the peace of God that passes all understanding. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I pray that you share this podcast with your friends and with your network around the world. But more than anything, I pray that you will make it your business to go and influence the nation. God bless.